Welcome again. Welcome to another episode of Carving the Divine TV. My name is Yujiro Seki. I'm a director, writer, and the producer of the documentary Carving the Divine. Carving the Divine is about the Buddhist statues and people who make those statues. It's 1,400 years of Japanese tradition, and I'm ready to present it for the first time in the world. But before I do so, I thought it would be a really interesting idea to present information about Buddhism and the history of the Buddhism so that when you guys finally watch the documentary, you guys can enjoy at the maximum value. So today we have this special guest again. Uh, I'm really happy that you made a decision to come back and talk to us again. Uh, his name is uh, Professor Peter Bolan. I would like to introduce guys uh, Professor Peter Bolan. Welcome, Mr. Peter hey. Bolan. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening to all of you. And hey, Yujiro, it's great to be here again. Let's have some fun. Great, great. So I know everybody knows about you already, but in case uh, people who don't know anything about you, uh, please introduce yourself. Sure. So I'm a professor of philosophy and humanities at Southwestern College in California where I teach Asian philosophy and world mythology and world religions. And I'm also a writer. I have two columns in two different magazines. And I, I do a lot of lecturing and workshopping and I teach meditation and all kinds of stuff. And you can read all about that on peterboland.com. So that's, uh, that's how I met Yujiro was through one of those lectures and uh, we've become friends since. Beautiful. Yes, yes. I'm always impressed with uh, uh, you know, how you lecture because you know, sometimes this subject gets, could get very boring and dry, but you don't let that allow. You know, you throw some humors there and there, and you can like uh, uh, consolidate a uh, big idea into like a small everyday life example. And, you know, I'm really happy that you're here and uh, talk to us today. Well, I think you put the hammer on the on the nail there the, it, the crucial work in communication whether it's filmmaking or teaching is to make the big story connect with our little stories the stories of our lives and if you can't do that you're in the wrong business you know philosophy and religion and spirituality and it's it's profoundly interesting all by itself if it's boring, it's because there's some kind of wall that's been put up. And so teachers and artists and filmmakers, we're always trying to tear down those walls and connect people with, you know, the essential questions that they already carry with them. That's, that's what I love to do. Great, great. I'm glad that uh, you talked to us about it because today's question is all about that. So, yeah, uh, I often hear from people and I just want to connect this idea uh, into our episode today, which is a, basically, uh, usually, I don't think uh, philosophy is useful. F philosophy is useless because uh, what are you going to do with the philosophy when you get out of school? You know, how can you make money uh, with the philosophy? So uh, if you are a philosophy major, you end up with nothing but debt and uh, uh, you're not going to be able to move forward with your life. So with that being said, I want to ask you, Mr. Bolem, uh, what is philosophy and why it's so important? Why do we sh should we even care? If it doesn't make sense to study, so why do we have it in uh, uh, school? 
you know, please, please tell us about, all about it. Well, you know, this is a great question and it's an ancient question, actually. What is the value of studying philosophy? And I guess there's a lot of things to, 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 to peel back and say about it, but maybe the first place to start is you don't have to go to a university or a college to study philosophy. It's, it's something that you can do in the midst of any other kind of life. But of course you can in a college or in a university, like the college that I teach at, take courses in philosophy and major in it and get a degree in philosophy. But it's a kind of niche major. Not that many people choose it for some of the reasons that you cited. I mean, it's not a bad question. It's a legitimate question to ask, you know, philosophy major, what are you going to do with that? As if, but, but let's examine that statement. What are you going to do with it? I think tucked up inside that statement is, is another statement, which is, education must translate into a paycheck that that the purpose of going to college is to acquire professional skills that a future employer will hire you to perform so under that mindset the purpose of education is just job training and some majors are really good at that you know becoming an accountant major excuse me, an accounting major makes you an accountant and so on. What does becoming a philosophy major make you? You know, as last I checked, no one's hiring philosophers, right? So it, it except guys like me who, who teach in, in college and in other places like that, um, not a lot of jobs in that area. So it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question that gets to the heart of this. What is the purpose of education overall? Is it just to job train me so I can make a paycheck later? Or is there some more intangible reason to become an educated person, to become acquainted with the world's wisdom traditions and artistic traditions and the studies of history and culture and religion? Um, What if education feeds the soul and enriches the mind and and equips us to do any job better. One last thing on this. There's a lot of interesting research about philosophy as a major. In fact, it ends up being a pretty good major if you measure mid-career salary. So uh, maybe this is getting lost in the weeds a little bit, but um, the best college majors for first-year salaries are stuff like accounting and IT and engineering and the science degrees, those, those college graduates get hired and earn a pretty good living right out of college. But when you look mid-career, like when people get into their 40s, and then you ask the question again, what college majors led to the best mid-career incomes, the whole thing turns over. If you take the science majors out, philosophy, history, journalism, English, These are the people who have carved out pretty great professional careers as entrepreneurs in marketing, in political uh, campaigns, or in government administration, or in the arts. So philosophy, if, if bottom line, if your heart is calling you to study philosophy, do it. That's what I tell my students. The work will happen later. Your heart will lead you into meaningful work. The money will come. You'll, you'll find a way to engage 
in the economy in a fruitful way. Studying philosophy doesn't mean that you're going to be stuck in a menial job the rest of your life. It just, it just doesn't. Wow. That was a very mouthful information, but you know, I, I definitely recognize that, uh, you know, right now I'm working with uh, Carving the Divine and, uh, you know, Carving the Divine is about uh, uh, people who's making statues. But beyond making statues, there was a reason behind that we've been doing for uh, 1,400 years, at least in Japan. And uh, if you take the philosophy out, uh, I'll be only presenting the movie uh, who just people just to make statues. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Some uh, deeper meaning behind uh, this whole tradition, and uh, it helped me. I'm trying not trying to defend the philosophy here, but you know, I definitely recognize what you're talking about. So I'm very yeah. happy that uh, you talked to us today because there are a lot of uh, uh, information out there that don't study philosophy. Don't do it. Idiot. Well, that's kind of a fear-based impulse. And again, I don't, I don't recommend that anyone be impractical. Making money matters. You know, you got to have a roof over your head. You got to eat. So in my life, I always tried to find a middle path between practicality and following my heart. And I think you can make that work. Um, it's not one or the other. It's not a soulless job just to eat or a soulful life of starvation. You know, those aren't the two, those aren't the two choices. And, and so a lot of college majors, like, again, I don't mean to pick on accounting, but, you know, college majors that are designed to prepare you for a, for a career, to equip you with a set of professional skills, like becoming an IT tech technician or, or whatever, uh, a physicist, you know, those, those kinds of jobs, those kinds of majors teach you how to work. But in philosophy and in the humanities in general, we ask a different question. Why work? What is the meaning of work? What is, why do I value uh, what, I val what I value? And that soul level clarification to find meaningful purpose and to immerse yourself in the wisdom traditions of the world, not just to academically learn what they said, but in order to clarify what is moving through me, what is taking expression through me, and determine, am I living an authentic life of value that is true to my essence? I, I, the biggest tragedy is to throw yourself into a career out of fear and make a ton of money and turn 50 and look back and go, what the hell did I do with my life? What, what was the meaning of any of that? I, I seem to have left my soul somewhere on the road. 20 years ago. I, I, don't, I don't want people to do that. You can have a rich, authentic life in any career path, in business, anywhere. But if you're not also digging into your own humanitarian uh, essence, then, then, there's, then it's only half a life. It's an empty life. And I, I think in philosophy and in religious studies, we, we give to all of our students some of those skills. So that when they go off and they do whatever it is they're going to do, they go into that with a richer conscious intentionality and authenticity. And that means more joy, period. Just more joy. Great, great. More joy. That's a really good uh, place to end this conversation. So thank you so much, uh, uh, Professor Boland. Uh, please uh, tell us about uh, you know, what's going on in your life and uh, what kind of activity you do. Please. 
Sure, sure. Well, again, people can always go to peterboland.com and that's my website and you'll find there a schedule of all of my upcoming events. Also, you'll find a link to my YouTube channel where I have some videos to look at as well. And uh, sign up on the newsletter if you like. I, I'd love to uh, stay in touch with anybody who wants to join my mailing list. And that's also at peterbowen.com. Great, great. So thank you very much. Uh, with that note, I'll tell you, uh, just like I always, uh, please follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, like me on uh, my Facebook, and subscribe uh, this YouTube channel, because that's how we do it in the 21st century. And we... Uh, Mr. Peter Bowling and I are doing that together. Yes, amen. <laughs> Thank Every you. Day. So, see you and um, see you next time. Thank you.